Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to Intransient. Check it out. All right. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Scott, Jeremy, Doug, Nick, and Matt of Intransient. How you guys doing? Fantastic. Right? Excellent. Hi. Oh, <laughs> and, and and we've got a, a fan in the background at Nick's, and we did have Paul. Um, hopefully, he'll he'll be able to uh, rejoin after his, he gets his computer things issues. But guys, thanks so much for being on Fans with Bands. Um, I'm super excited to have you here because I uh, you have a new album. It's called Ghosts in the Halls, and you guys are cool enough to let me get a an advance listen to that thing, and I was blown away. It was so good. It was awesome. Um, and I was just thinking back to, you know, when I first saw you guys back in, I think it was 2015, um, opening for mm-hmm. ISD. So the heavy metal bake sale? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was our, nice. yeah, our second show ever. Yeah, it was our second show ever, yeah. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah, so I feel like I've been in from the ground floor, you know, and it's super mm-hmm. cool. And I was curious, you know, with this new album, how do you think it compares to where to the other two albums you guys did? And we can kind of go around the horn because I'm sure each of you have a little different feel of how that how that differs. Um, maybe start with Matt. So how's the how's the new one compared to the last two? Yeah, how do you feel it compares or contrasts with what you guys have done before? <sighs> um, I, I mean, I know it's a big loaded question. <laughs> it is. It's. I mean, I think I think the biggest contrast is just like if you listen to our albums sequentially, like mm-hmm. first, second, third, you can definitely. Yes. There are children on the new album, and uh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. (laughs) As the albums have gone on, there have been more children. I mean, I I think it's pretty. I think it's if you listen to all the albums in order, it's pretty clear that, um, at least in my opinion, that our songwriting has gotten better with each one. Um, Yeah, and I think just um, our influences too, because like, I mean, I've always listened to a lot of stuff, anyways, but you know, over the years, I listened to more and more and more different things. And I think that kind of uh, um, affects, you know, the sounds of the album and what we're writing and all that. Um, yeah, you can't help but have some things that you listen to bleed in just a bit. I mean, it may not be important, yeah. but yeah. You can definitely Guys. tell when Matt got super inspired by the Foo Fighters, like yeah. about three or four years ago, he just went yeah. to town. I <laughs> wrote I 20 songs town. that yeah. all sounded like Foo yeah, Fighters. Yeah, it's like every night we're getting a text, hey, I got a new song idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, when, I was, writing, Foo when I was writing, well, yeah, when I was writing for, um, I think yeah, it was this record or what came to be this record, I was listening to um, just a ton of the Foo Fighters, but also the new Amorphous album at the time, Queen oh, of Time. Yeah, yeah. I was so into yeah. that. Nice. It was like these big chuggy, like chordy riffs and these like melodic leads over everything. So yeah. that's what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Majestic. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Or trying to do anyway. And, right. and we all get together and we all put our own spin on everything and that becomes an intransient song. It's kind of how the whole process kind of works, really. Yeah. I was well. So, how about everybody else? What do you, how do you feel this one compares to the other albums? I think. Uh, oh, go ahead, Scott. <laughs> but, uh, no, the first one. I think uh, we didn't really know exactly what we were yet um, on the first. No. One. Um, and if you have, and, you know, if we have to describe it now, we still don't really know what we are yet. Uh, but <laughs> no. we we're still kind of figuring it out at the time, and it was it actually started as kind of a side project we each had heavier bands so we we kind of the conversations we had were like you know something more in like that Alcest, anathema that sort of yeah area of music what up jojo and now this is all we do so jojo. <laughs> now we just all do whatever we want without thinking about it um, yeah cool yeah, I specifically remember presenting a whole bunch of ideas for album one, and Matt and Scott were like, "Nah, that's kind of not what we're going for." On this. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that and, like doesn't that like and, doesn't happen at all anymore. It's and then like, album two sweet. comes, Let's do it. Album two comes around. I got, hey, I got these ideas. They're like, "Yep, yeah." Seriously, bring it back around. Yep. Like expectations just kind of went out the window. It's like we'll just write whatever, and if it's sweet, we'll use it. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, how about Doug or Jeremy? Yeah, I, well, 
for me, the difference between the first album and the second one is I wasn't around for the first one. So there's a whole <laughs> lot more me on the second album. Um, but yeah, the I think Matt definitely nailed that the difference between, I think, the last album and this one is definitely a, a growth in the songwriting. I think just from even from when um, when I heard the first album and like just really dug the sound that these guys had gone for on that one um, and then getting to join and then doing the second album. It's like, okay, we went for a little bit heavier sound on the second album. Not, yeah. not, not fully heavy, but we went a little bit heavier. And then on this album, I think we went just even further. We're just like, let's just open up the floodgates and just see whatever comes out. And then obviously uh, with Matt, listen to a lot of Foo Fighters and, and, you know, and that stuff definitely helped with, you know, with that sort of sound. But um, I also like that the lyrically, I think we, there's a big difference between the last album and this one. I think we, I think has a much more Everyone mature got a lot better. Play. Yeah. You and yeah. Scott knocked it out of the park. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Scott definitely for sure. Like the stuff every, every time he came in with, Hey, here, I got lyric for this. It's like, dude, just absolutely nailed it. So that was, that was always fun every time, you know, he came in with lyrics, but um, yeah, I think that, that for me was a, a big jump between, you know, the, the last album and this one. Cool. And Jeremy, did anything you want to add? I, I want to add that uh, Matt just now, at age how old are you now 34 just yes. started listening to the beatles oh true story <laughs> this is this is the weirdest thing ever i i wanted to jump in earlier so the next album will be just like love me do times 10 <laughs> well, yeah. so that's funny because i was a total late bloomer to the beatles i i love the beatles now like the beatles i all right so not like uh pop beatles like you know, right. from Sergeant Revol Pepper Beatles. Revolver, yeah. Sergeant Pepper, you know, Abbey Road, um, <clears throat> Let It Be, you know, I watched, I watched <clears throat> that whole damn thing, which was like watching. Oh, yeah. That was it felt like I was watching band practices that I had been in going. <laughs> 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 and, uh, but yeah, I totally get coming, being a late bloomer to that music, but then being very, uh, so yeah, that's cool. Um, I did want to touch, you know, on a tune because I'm, I, I wrote about it in the review I did, and it's um, it's synergize, and I yeah. and I was very yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was super intrigued with that tune because it's got like this almost kind of a poppy beat, right? Um, the the music's you know uplifted, but the the lyrics sounds like it's just like a big fuck you to and and, and I was I'm curious, am I am I right or am I did I totally miss the boat? What is the what is the background behind that tune? Well, Scott, okay, there you go. Yeah, well, Scott, take this one. Matt and uh, Doug and me are, uh, we all work in IT in the like kind of business analyst yeah. area. Um, and that's just kind of like the language, uh, you know, yeah. the it's garbage of our lives. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah. office jargon it's the worst yeah, i lots, hate it so much yeah lots of parking lots and circle oh back and, oh yeah. yeah yeah so just touch like, base at the touch point we were just jamming, <laughs> like we're just jamming that song and i just started singing those words to be funny right because it came organically more or less out of a conversation and then i, I yeah. work for an aerospace company and we get emails with all sorts of office propaganda from the higher ups and everything yeah. like that with like let's leverage our perspective team like yeah. no shove uh. it up your ass <laughs> yeah just use words that mean stuff right yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah. just use normal language please yeah yeah i thought it was perfect though because i i also come from that background um it business it and uh it, I, I totally felt like I was sitting in some meeting with, you know, some CEO blathering on about bullshit or being forced <laughs> yeah. to go to, to some kind of like, you know, meeting to understand the latest and greatest and agile, blah, 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 blah. And you're yeah. like, oh, <laughs> God, dude. Yeah. Maybe we just I'm work through that. Yeah. I'm going through that. Uh, I'm going through that at work right now. Just it, yeah, yeah. Just same. talking about it makes me want to pull same. out the industrial grade <laughs> size bottle of Glen Morangy. Yeah. So we, we really should have thrown in like story points and crap into that song oh yeah have been something else but we yeah. actually oh, how many story we, points is that gonna be yeah mm. oh after, i don't know we, we kind of talked about like keeping it that way um as just business stuff but i i liked the song too much for it to be like yeah completely 100 percent 
meaningless nonsense. Um, so I kind of <laughs> went back and kind of used it as uh, kind of a metaphor for the way that we talk down to other people that we don't feel like listening to. Um, and that's there if you look for it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I felt uh, uh, that's that's a good confirmation because that's sort of where I felt you could like you guys are going with that and that it's like, this is a metaphor for the, the, the circles of non-communication that we do. So we're communicating all the time, but we're not saying anything. No one's really talking to each other. We're touching base, but we're really not connecting. Um, that's what I took out of it. Yep. So, awesome. Yep. One hundred percent. And the other uh, song that I, I wanted to know a little bit more about is is "Above the Stars." Uh, so, how did that song come about? Because um, it's it, it was super intriguing to me, and I was kind of curious about the meaning and the construction of that song. <laughs> uh, I "Above the Stars." I think. Yeah, I, I think that made was the demo. one of your ideas. Yeah, yeah. I made the yeah. demo to that. Came that, you that, that was the that was the first demo I submitted for the new album. That I made that oh, yeah. like 20, 2017. Yeah, I think you're right. Album. Yeah, and that was it was, pretty, it was pretty uh Catatonia inspired, which I think it comes through pretty pretty yeah. heavily, which yeah. whatever, but um <laughs> did they have a new album in 2017? Is that why I was into it so hard? I think might have, I don't know. City remember. Burials, maybe I think, it was like I think so. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fall yeah. Fall of Hearts had come out, then yeah. I was really into that. Yeah. So that's kind of where that came from. Cool. And then the middle meatly section was just kind of what kind of thing we were doing at the time anyway. And I just love that kind of stuff anyhow. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's a great album. There's, a, great, a, lot, great there's a lot more meatly stuff on the last album. And I do love the meat. Sure. There yeah. is specifically a uh, a very off kilter chord in the original demo. Oh, that's and, right. And <laughs> yeah, uh, we had a lot of and, oh, many, yeah, the fight. And uh Nick hated it. It, it just it's oh. not it wasn't in the right key and it wasn't in anything and it drove me bonkers. So <laughs> it wasn't in and, anything. Oh it was to the yeah. point where we were doing it this way or we're not doing the song at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, was like, I love one chord but Oh, yeah. it's way well, better. Then, it's way then better after, after change. Yeah. Same. Yeah. After okay. Nick was like, "No, like listen to it. Do it this way." And we all listened. Okay. Yeah. Nick's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I still fought it. It took I, a I while still, too. Yeah. Yeah. I still fought it though. But everybody else was like, "Well, you are the drummer. You don't have to play <laughs> in a dissonant key here." I kind of want to hear right, the original fair. demo again and just be and just like cringe at how bad it actually was. Ah, yeah, yeah it was good. <laughs> I'm curious. I don't know, man. It's a lot better now. I, I'm gonna. Yeah. I want to. I'm gonna share it to Chuck now. Now that yep. He's gonna, he, yeah, he's gonna go. Yeah. That's yeah. Terrible. He's gonna go. Yeah, you guys made the right decision. Yeah. Nick was 100 percent right. Exactly. Um, so, you know, we've got, uh, fans and it's not just about me talking and asking questions. I want to give the fans a chance. So we've got, uh, Jojo and Paul, how are you guys doing? Can you hear me? Doing all right. How are you? All right. Excellent. Is this even working? Yeah, it is. I yeah, can hear you. Got you. Okay. Good. Hey, how's it going guys? Excellent. Hey. Hey, good. How's it going? Good to see you. Yeah. So do you guys got the album? I've only been able to listen to it once. So I haven't quite gotten associated, you know, uh, uh, gotten into it yet, but from what I heard, it is very good. I like it. I think it's a, a continued improvement from the last one, uh, which was, I guess, God, it's been, when When did we see you guys? Like, in uh, the year? Uh, two years ago. 2019. 2019. Yeah, 2019, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, that was Will you guys be touring anytime soon? if the opportunity <laughs> yeah. presented itself we would definitely would probably yeah. do it um but yeah just around michigan yeah unfortunately yeah i mean it's it's kind of a difficult thing because you know everybody except just, for yeah, doug and myself have kids and full-time we all have full-time jobs and everything like that so yeah. it's a matter of fitting in schedules and what have <laughs> you and and seeing if maybe there's a tour we can jump onto, so we're not just going out there and playing for the maybe yeah, five people yeah. that wander in drunkenly. Yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the bar staff, <laughs> in a town we've never been in before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, I think well, if the opportunity you presents Boston. itself. Yeah, we yeah. we oh, love to. Yeah, we want to all... do fe festivals and stuff again too. We're planning on at least going back to Rossfest as fans for sure in the very yeah. near future. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just an aside, uh, we played at Rossfest in 
2019 and we can't do it this year because okay. we got the cruise and we just came back from from the midwest mm-hmm. to see uh nectar so uh this year we're passing on ros fest so uh this is a good year to skip <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah excellent uh did you uh, do you guys have any Jojo or Paul? Do you have any other questions for these guys? I got tons of questions. Um, I don't I don't really know where to start, really. But um, I guess first thing is like, do you guys? How are you going to handle? I heard um, I heard on TMZ that you guys can't play the Oscars for like ten years. Is that true? No comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we've been advised by our lawyers to not discuss that. So, oh yes. man, at least until we get I paid didn't want for to play there anyway. <laughs> well, your your music like totally slaps. So <laughs> I just thought that <laughs> you should just keep One doing what you do. Oh, um, is it is it also true that you have this really awesome gig coming up? Just like <laughs> in two weeks or something. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we do. We got, um, we got a couple of dates coming up. So we have, gosh, is it next weekend already? We have yep. uh, in Detroit, oh. we're playing with ISD. The 23rd. Uh, and? And this yep. other band and, uh, called and? Yeah. And, and, and. I hear they're pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Eh. Yep. They're all right. <laughs> <laughs> And what are what other shows you got besides that? Because I can't go, which I'm sad about. Oh yeah. Um, then the the following week we have uh we're playing at Turnstiles in Grand Rapids. Oh, yep. That is with a band called uh, Paradigm Shifter, who is an instrumental uh, prog metal band, yeah. and yeah. Sex Muscle. Nice. <laughs> yes. And we have or no idea who Sex Muscle is. We don't know. All we know about. Yeah, that's all we know. But I'm you, sold. Yeah, but yeah. if you look on the on the venue's own event that they set up, it's got in transient our bio, paradigm shifter bio, sex muscle. That's it. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's all you I need. Mean, that's, really. that's all you need. Yeah. That's yeah. all you but need. We don't know. They don't have a Facebook page. They don't have an Instagram page. They don't have <laughs> this, that, <laughs> or the other thing. I don't know who they are. They don't need it. You put that maybe on it's the, Iggy on the Pop in disguise or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, there was a joke going around know. that maybe it was like one of my old bandmates just did this. <laughs> got, jumped on the show just to troll us. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, Jeremy's band is playing there. I got to jump on. I got to come up with the name real quick. <laughs> right. There was, um, remember that movie Anchorman and they, um, <laughs> they had Sex Panther. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Special it works every time. It works every time. What a great yeah. movie. Yeah. I'm thinking oh, about, about that so movie good. way too much lately for some reason. <laughs> uh, it's got to be like the, the whole uh, fascination I have with uh, fragrances lately because Sex <laughs> that, Panther. And yeah. Like, yeah. That could be part yeah. of it, actually. There you go. My midlife crisis. <laughs> Men's fragrance. Yes. Yes. You need an entrance. About 40 bottles now. <laughs> he's not lying. Ridiculous. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dude, we all, everyone in the band smells just like fucking amazing now. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. He, he got Basically, us a fancy cologne for, for our birthday. birthday. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Like, if I'm, if I I'm just, leaving the house for more than like two seconds, I put it on because I want it to be like my trademark smell. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Lalique's Ancre Noir à l'extreme. <laughs> it How the hell like did we, why are we talking about this cedar. Because it's awesome. It is. Yeah. Because we didn't talk about wrestling first. It's true. Warm smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's the one difference. We didn't start yeah. there and then work our way to One to of this. the best smelling Pereiras of bands ever in Transient. That's, <laughs> that's, that will yeah, be our claim Probably a true if story. I have anything to do yes. with it. So I was wondering about like how did how did the band get started? So I I learned that the um, bake sale was like the second uh, show you guys did. But how did you guys get together? How did how did it form? And I know Doug came in later, but what was the nucleus? And then what was the driver to get Doug in there? Matt's good at telling the story. Okay, right. yeah. <laughs> he knew I was coming. I was gonna. I was right before like before you said that. I was just gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
So me and Scott used to be in a progressive metal band called Silent Lapse. I don't know if any of you guys have heard of them. Probably not. But anyways, we were with them. They were we were with them for a while. And in like between 2012 and 13, we played, we were playing quite a few shows and we we met Nick, we met Jeremy. So we kind of knew them already. But <laughs> towards the end of 2013, um, that band was running on fumes and really petering out. And the writing was on the wall that it was basically done. So me and Scott were kind of just like, well, we want to kind of do something else anyway. So let's just do that and let's get a hold of Nick and Jeremy and, and see if, they, if they're in too. I think the first time we met um, was with me, Scott and Nick in Scott's basement. And we yep. drank, we were drinking whiskey and watching uh, uh, Devin Townsend's Retinal Circus DVD. Oh. <laughs> that was and then, and that's, what, that's when we talked about, we want to get Jeremy in on this too. And then once we got with him, um, God, I think once Jeremy was like, hell yeah, I'm in, um, we jammed maybe a week after that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember anymore. Yeah. With, with another guy who with Ross ended up working out. That yeah. didn't really jive. And then, and then Jeremy recommended Ryan Cunningham cause he knew him. So Ryan was with us for 10 months, maybe. Yeah, I don't think it was a not even year. a whole year. Yeah. And then once we record, what, what, like we wrote and recorded an album in that yeah. time and released wow. it, did some shows like yeah. it was, I was, was say, productive 10 he, was, he was in the band when I saw you guys. I, I yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just kind of ran out of time. Yeah. And yeah. then he quit and I mentioned Doug and then nothing happened because everyone just kind of forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part of the story. And then, and then we played and then we played a show. It's just the four of us. And we were like, yeah, that's that's not the greatest. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I was like, guys, Doug. And then Scott was like, oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> so we I mean, the audition was totally a formality. He was in the band before he even showed up. Nice. Yeah, and Nick and Nick and I hadn't <laughs> met him yet, but you know, I played with just, him. We just kind of automatically had a good vibe. Yeah, and it's like even if this guy plays like garbage, we'll work with him. We'll figure this out. Well, what? and I knew, and, and I knew. And well, I he knew only had that. a warrior guitar. He only had this pointy warrior guitar. So the first thing Jeremy said is, "That's that guitar is not going to work out for this band." <laughs> right. I was thinking yeah. I have to borrow yeah. someone else. Yeah. 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 A BC Rich. We were just talking about that yeah. the other day. Yeah, yeah, that's what. It no, was. it's a Jackson. Jackson. Oh, Jackson. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But me, me, and Doug actually, we used to jam in a band called Full Frontal, best cover band of yep. all time. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Years ago. Tunes. Years ago. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, so I something I like to do with fans with bands uh, again, kind of in the origin theme, is uh, to talk about like the very first uh, concerts and albums you guys acquired. So let's start with. Let's start with uh, albums, and this could be, you know, CD, cassette, whatever, because uh, I know that you guys are uh, children. Um, but uh, <laughs> let's start with uh, Nick. What was the very first uh, album, tape, CD that you got? It was Pearl Jam 10 Nice. that I got with my own money. That or Stone Temple Pilots, the one with the baby riding the little horse thing and bas- with Vaseline. Purple. Oh, purple. yeah, purple. Yeah. yeah. Either purple or yeah. 10. It, it might have been at the same time. Awesome. And yeah. were you uh, like a uh, a child of the uh, the grunge era? Uh, yeah. Pretty well. My brother was a, a pretty big influence on me. He was a big fan of Rush and Dream Theater. Oh, so nice. that was how I got my first love of music. And then uh, from there, you know, the '90s alternative, American Pie, and all that type of yeah. stuff kind of took over. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Uh, Doug, how yeah. about you? I want to say the first album I bought was. Um, it was a cassette. It was, I think, Skid Row's self-titled album, if I remember right. Nice. Because I remember my oldest brother was really big into Skid Row. And of course, being the youngest brother, I just wanted to do whatever he was doing. Right. And so I kept stealing the cassette from him. I think he kept getting bad. So finally, like, I <laughs> saved up my money and, and bought it. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that was the first one that I got. Awesome. Excellent. Uh, Matt. What was the first album? I don't. I don't want to say it's embarrassing. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> no, it's fine. I think um, I know this. So, oh, you, you do know it, and you're gonna go. Oh, oh um, yeah, I do. So you guys, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Preemptive Mem- baseball. Remember, uh, uh, remember that band called Good Charlotte? <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> yes. oh, I remember. Young and Hopeless, man. I was like 13 years old. That was like totally like marketed towards my age group. And I, yeah. I, was, 
Yeah. But hey, man, like uh, two years later, I was listening to like fucking Rain and Blood. So it was. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. No, no I started. I mean, I'm trying to think when music really clicked with me. Probably. I remember like the back in like the, the late 90s R&B stuff that was on the radio. I remember thinking that was all that in a bag of chips. But um, yep. But um, awesome. I'm trying then, to think, uh, like, I remember my buddy the name, was, yeah. but what kind of music was good, Charlotte? Was that, like, the... Um... It was pop punk. That yeah, was kind of my yeah. gateway, because, I mean, I listened to a lot of 92.1 back then, which was, like, the alternative radio out here. Yeah. Um, and that's that? kind of how I got into rock music. What was that alternate music fest, too? Because um, I think they were on there. Um, was it the Vans tour? The Warped Tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah Warped Tour. Warped Warp Tour, yeah. Or Warped Tour, yeah. That's, yeah, Vans Warped Tour. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Don't ask why I know that. Yeah. Well, I, I went to one. I'm just, I'll, I'll be honest. I still remember the first. <laughs> what really, what really like got me into metal though was when I heard. Um, I remember when System of a Down's Toxicity came out, and oh, that just changed my life. Yeah, that blew me away. Yeah, yeah. I used to belt that out in the, at top volume oh, who, in the car. Who, who did? <laughs> Go, going hoarse, and people are like, "Who did it, man? Why can't you talk, dude?" System of a Down. <laughs> They're just fault. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, how about you? Is everyone in the band a metal fan? Oh yeah, That's a good question. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Who's, who's everyone's but... favorite metal band? Oh, nice. This is tough. Oh, Iron yeah. Maiden's up there. Maiden and Priest yeah. are up there. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's, it's really I'm hard to pick guy. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Matt's got the. Yeah. It's I think changed that, I think a lot over the years. For Maiden. Me. Yeah. yeah. I, I got into Maiden pretty early too. Yeah, uh, I would say like Opeth, but again, like they have also evolved and changed quite a bit. I mean, oh, for that's sure. the right thing. It's like when I first got into metal, it was kind of all about like sort of hard rock, and then you know, I, Megadeth and Metallica were huge at the time. So obviously, right. that was going to be. I was always more into Megadeth, but um, and that was one of the first ones that I bought. So that segues nicely. Oh, Thanks nicely, you. awesome. <laughs> But actually, if, if you go back even further, the very first thing that I can recall spending my own money on was a cassette in 1988 or 89 of the California Raisins singing blues songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so it was just a bunch of like random Motown yeah. session guys. Right. Heard another yeah, day Good musicianship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm pretty but, sure I've yeah. heard that before because I think we might have had that in our household. I'm pretty I'm sure my dad Lots of California Raisins really? stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. And now I don't feel so bad. Yeah. That yeah. commercial I was like the, every Christmas we'd watch the California Raisins um, claymation special. Yep. <laughs> I had the I had the California Raisins Christmas album too. Oh man. And I hate Christmas music. So oh my that's, god. That's how Christmas much I love the raisins. Awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Dude, go back to the raisins from earlier. Did anyone <laughs> listen to the Rob Halford Christmas album that came out like two years ago? Because it was. I great. have it. I oh, do too. It's so awesome. Yeah. No, there was such a thing. It's the album Seriously? I didn't. Yeah, get it. Yeah. It's like it's like when I when I first saw it, I was just like, "Well, it's Rob Halford, so it's going to be awesome." But it's better than I thought it was. Really? Be, that's for sure. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay. He's a metal guy. He can't do anything wrong. <laughs> that's true. That's right. Uh, Scott, how about you? What was your uh, first metal album, or what got you into metal, and then um, your first album album? What got me into metal was, um, I think there was something at the school, I think it was called Jump Rope for Heart. And yeah. you, everyone just jumped rope and it, they collected money and I don't know, you just jumped rope for like two hours. But they were playing uh, Metallica's Black Album at the time, which at, at the time I had uh, notions about metal that it was, you know, not accessible. Yeah, a guy like me. But then that kind of, you know, that was the gateway down um, down the rabbit hole. So <laughs> yeah. I think that was the black album for a lot of people. So I think that was the first yeah. album I got was the black album. Yeah. Then it worked my way backwards. To, yeah, you know. that does seem like to be a progression depending on your age is like yeah. where you started in the Metallica stream because that is a gateway for a lot of people. Really, I mean, mm -hmm. they started metal almost. I mean, Black Sabbath. Metallica, mm -hmm. well, Deep Purple, but you know, Jewish Priest, yeah, yeah. Jewish Priest, yeah, that's yeah. I keep forgetting. Dude, you know, I saw Priest in eighteen, and, and oh yeah. my god, 
Yeah. They still <laughs> have it. Yeah. Well, I I remember seeing the very first time I saw a priest was the um uh shoot, Burst Steel um tour and oh, and that's that so was awesome. and that was when Iron Maiden was opening for them. Um, yeah, that's right. First tour, first American tour with Bruce Dickinson uh, on vocals. Yeah, yeah, it was like wow. Yeah, it was crazy. That's a hell of a awesome. tour to get to see. Yeah, it was awesome. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, Paul, how about you? What got you into metal? I don't know if we ever talked about that. Um, it was that uh, California Raisins <laughs> track. Yeah. Um, I was just amazed by their heaviness and their sound. <laughs> no, the dark um, brutality. <laughs> so let's see i'm middle-aged white guy in my 40s um i probably my earliest memory of like a heavy sound being like six years old and hearing um eye of the tiger yes you know, like hear that riff and i was like <laughs> i was a little kid but i was like that is awesome what is that <laughs> um so that was i remember a formative song and then um actually the first like like a lot of kids my age it was sort of like glam rock was like the first mm -hmm. um kind of uh gateway a little bit so like my first cassette was uh europe the final countdown yes and, uh, i love that album i actually yeah. rebought it a few years ago and i was like this is incredible yeah. why do people it's, shit on europe <laughs> yeah it's so good like i john norham's solos are all on fire yeah. like so good it's, uh the, everything is um uh, and the, the player like, intros for the bad boys, my god! Oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. Like, like, you know, like I mean, that's the most pumped up song. Final Countdown was so epic. That, yeah. Like that song is my childhood. Just like the instrumental loop of like Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas. And Bill yeah, Lee. yeah. All oh, right. Yeah, I would like just sit, I would lie in my bed, close my eyes, and just like play the intro like over and over, and just be like, Boom. <laughs> I was like, God. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, later. Later, I had I met a buddy at school who had a cool looking, like, um, what was it called? Trapper Keeper folder, and it had. Oh uh, yeah. And it was uh, he he had like some Iron Maiden folder, and he was like, you know, have you heard of them? I'm like, who? What? <laughs> so uh, he let me borrow Number of the Beast, and then, yeah, life has uh, yeah. changed after that. There's you know life before Number of the Beast, and then life yeah. after. Yeah. <laughs> Changes people. Yeah. Uh, Jojo, how about you? What was the what got you into metal, and what was your first album? Uh, I don't remember my first, literally the first music other than Sesame Street that I ever heard where where it was <laughs> two bands, Pink Floyd, Dark, Dark Side of the Moon had just come out, oh, wow. and my older sister would play the heartbeat and the scream, and that would get me out the room <laughs> when they wanted to leave. <laughs> um, and the other one was a band called Nectar who I just went and saw, uh, they were big in the Midwest in the early 70s. And they had painted the album, Remember the, uh, Remember the Future, on the wall. And it was this big psychedelic mural. And oh, I was wow. fascinated by that. And so literally, those were the first music. Uh, first record I bought, I don't know. It might have been... Uh, Pink Floyd's momentary lapse of reason. Oh, nice. With like my own. Yeah. And the first metal show would have been Monsters of Rock 89 or 90. It was uh, the first time I saw Metallica. Yeah. And uh, I just gotten there. It was in Miami, Joe Robbie, or whatever it was called then, and a massive food fight. There were like 30 minutes between acts. Yeah. And I think the Scorpions had just played. And a glass whiskey bottle came from oh, shit. out of nowhere and pegged me in the chest. I literally had a bruise like that. Oh man! And then Metallica came on. Um, and I and one of those that's so were, rock and roll, right? Except yeah. I was in pain, so I don't like like I remember being like Scorpions, awesome Metallica. Chest pains every time he hears. Yeah, you know, understand. Right, that. right. <laughs> but that's the only time I've actually ever seen them. Uh, but that was my first metal show. Awesome. Um, and so, even then, I still like things like Motorhead and ACDC yeah. uh, over, say, what was going on. Although I saw all of them, like Rat 
and yeah. which who were terrible and bloated and fat, even like in why <laughs> they were already in that. Uh, great white was great, but but yeah, that it would have been monsters of rock that got me into nice. metal. Awesome, excellent. That and um, when you were talking about concerts, that that segues nicely into another question. Um, and I usually <laughs> ask about first concerts, but I I really want to know like what was a concert that like was really important to you one you went to and it like really had a big impact and it doesn't have to be metal it could be you know i went to a uh, chamber music of bach and it was like wow it's fucking awesome or it could have been the raisins you went to see them live <laughs> <laughs> i mean my my first concert ever was uh gigantic 2005 and that was pretty like yeah. so. wow holy crap yeah. that was that was unreal yeah that, still priest in 2018 though that that was that was unreal. That was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Awesome. Twenty eighteen. Who were they playing with? Uh, Deep Purple. Deep Purple. Deep Purple. Yeah. That was wow. a hell of a show. Nice. And was uh, so. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the Dixie Dregs guitar player was he? Uh, in Steve Morris. Morris. Yeah. yeah. Was he in uh, Deep Purple at that time? Because I think he moved on. He's out. He's in. He would have been. Kansas or something like that, right? He's he's temporarily he's like 90. taking a break. Yeah. Yeah, late '80s, early '90s. He was in Kansas, but he's been in in Deep Purple since '98. Because I saw them on or '96 or something like that. Because okay. I he saw just Deep Purple away, ELP and and uh, Dream Theater in '98. Nice together. Nice. Yeah. He nice. just announced he was pulling away this week. His wife has cancer. Oh, yeah, he's going to be with her for that. Yeah uh let's see um nick uh the first show that i ever went to was chicago and the beach boys which was pretty fantastic yeah uh but probably the most memorable like span trip that pretty much changed my life was in 2013 right after i got divorced i went on a trip with my brother to um we saw stephen wilson in cleveland and then we went to Rossfest in Gettysburg and uh, where Pain of Salvation and Jolly and uh, all those bands nice. were playing that time. But I also met Tony Piccoli from ISD oh, at that cool. same time because they were on tour w- with Pain of Salvation and King Crow. And I, I didn't know them at all at that time. But so I I met him and then, you know, we became friends and that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. So on and so forth. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, Doug. I'm trying to think of like. Well, I know what the first concert was that I went to. It was a Leonard Skinner concert when I was in, gosh, I was probably still junior high. Maybe it was high school because it was, it, was it was a friend of mine that also played guitar and we did the whole thing. Oh, we're going to start a band. And of course, yeah. the, we were all just terrible. And all we did was just <laughs> like play for about five minutes and then just start playing video games or something. Right. But I remember he and his dad were going to Leonard Skinner and, and they had it at the, the ballpark in Lansing um, and they had an extra ticket. So I wanted them. So I know that was the first one. Um, I don't, it, it would have to be one of the Metallica concerts, probably the, like the most, I guess, influential. Yeah. Um, but I've like, I've been to quite a few Metallica concerts, so I, it's hard to say like which one, which one. Yeah. It might've been. Yeah. But I'm thinking like maybe, and I don't know what year this would have been. Um, it either would have been one of the, one of the shows they did with Godsmack. So I think it was just them and Godsmack. I time. saw that I tour. Remember. It was a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, it's funny. I think I saw, like, I think I saw them at least twice on that tour because i saw them once in phoenix and then once in detroit like at different nice. spots of the the tour um but yeah i remember the, those being really awesome drills because if i remember it was all in the round so like that was just yeah. like a cool thing to to just see like just you know them just working all around the stage uh um, right that awesome. probably that's probably the the close one i can think of because yeah all the other ones are just kind of a blur and when you <laughs> learn that Sully's just as good as drummer as shannon larkin is or from guys yeah. or whatever <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, like I remember seeing them do yeah. their drum solos, and I'm like, okay, that's pretty this, cool. That's pretty cool. Because I think, and I think that's how I got into Godsmack. Was my brother was a big Godsmack fan, and I saw them in Grand Rapids with. They were the headliner. I can't remember who was like the, like the main support, but I remember there's like another local band. I want to say it's called like Reveille or Reveille or something like that. It was like a rap rock band, oh. which for like high school me at the time was like, oh, this is super cool because that was yeah. like the big thing at the time. Right. Um, and where are you, Jim Were you uh, super into Nickelback then too? <laughs> no, no, that that came that came later, Nick. Later. Don't worry. <laughs> we always we always rag on 
Doug for I, we we call him the butt rock guy. No, I I, I <laughs> we, we, we have the worst tasting music in this band. Yeah, we we and, accuse him of listening to all sorts of really terrible stuff. He's like, guys, you don't even listen uh, to that. But, but rock he was he said for the first year, but after the pleasure. first year, yeah, after the first year, about, now he's like, was, oh, I love butt rock. Yeah, well, it was up until uh, probably up until I got rid of Sirius XM, where I was really in like my peak <laughs> butt rockness. Yeah, and once I got rid of uh, got rid of Octane, and, yeah. you know, and oh Sirius. yeah, Octane, yeah, that is kind of butt rock central. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh for sure. Uh, let's see, Scott, how about you? The, it's kind of hard to pick one because it's like all of uh, all the shows were like right in their time. Yeah. Like, so like the first show I went to was Gin Blossoms and Goo Goo Dolls nice. at Michigan Fest <laughs> in Lansing. Uh, and actually, Gin Blossoms, I still absolutely love. Um, at, least, at least that album, um, New Miserable Experience, anyway. Um, but uh, like, there was that the Creed concert I went to in eighth grade. Nice. <laughs> that couldn't get enough. Um, yes. Three doors down and Seven Dust, who I didn't like, and now I I, I love Seven Dust now. Yeah. I, Seven Dust is awesome. I think I yeah, saw the only, the only band that Seven Dust being the ones came away not not digging. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy World at the MSU Auditorium was just right for college and would be just right now. I was yeah. actually that was why was one of like the first loss of the pandemic that really hit me was Jimmy at world was going to be playing at the loft oh. and like that, like 400 cap room with that, about that. that yeah, we have also played stuff. before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, awesome. I was that one away. Um, and then that uh, Anathema and Alceste show that I went to with Jeremy, uh, it's part of how this band came about. Cause Jeremy mentioned uh, that, Sometimes he'd like to do something like that. And that was something that Matt and I were not doing. So it seemed like, uh, <laughs> yeah, but cool. if you're going to do something, it'd be slightly different. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That's cool to get that kind of timeline. It is true that those shows can kind of fit the time that, you know, they're perfect for that time. It's just like music sometimes, you know, there's, it's, you may ask, you know, what is a favorite song and it's, it may change over time or it may not, but depends on the on the person so jeremy what about you yeah <laughs> uh, like nick my first concert was also the beach boys <laughs> but it was in 1987 with america opening oh. and the only song i knew from america was horse with no name <laughs> um but yeah i was eight years old and i you know went with like my aunt and uncle or something like that yeah. um the most important one though i have to skip over a bunch of i have to mention a couple other embarrassing shows that I went to. <laughs> um, I don't know if they're embarrassing. I maybe maybe things have just come around to where it's cool. <laughs> uh, my second concert was MC Hammer. Nice with uh, with En Vogue. Oh, opening. that sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. But Vanilla Ice was also supposed to be on the yes. bill, but he no showed. Oh, what? What? Come on, Vanilla. Oh, what? Man. But it was huge, you know, whatever. It was 1990. Yeah, MC Hammer, whatever. Pants, uh, huge pants. Those parachute <laughs> pants were just billowed out, and everybody on stage with them had them. Yeah. And I think they must have like shot wind up. Like there must have been fans <laughs> underneath the stage because they were fully inflated. I do remember that very well. Um, unfortunately, I went and saw him again two years later when he was just hammer <laughs> but uh and then opening for that show was tlc and boys to men nice nice but uh Man. but anyway later that very same year 1992 i kind of was getting out of like pop and rap and you know all that stuff and by the time i went and saw hammer <laughs> with all of those with i was kind of not into that music anymore later that year i saw kiss on the revenge tour the last tour with before they put the makeup back on nice. um because i was a huge fan of that album um trickster and great white opened nice which you know it's kind of like if there's that weird cross section of where like the hair bands were kind of going out though i'll still maintain trickster was pretty solid stuff for what it was and <laughs> great was white great white yeah they were fantastic like bluesy hard yeah. rock sort of thing yeah um yeah but 
so that was that was kind of a big deal. But the, actually, the next show that I saw was the one that was the big deal, big big deal for me, and that was in early 1994. Saw Rush at the Palace in nice. Auburn Hills, you know, near Detroit. Yeah. Uh, with Primus opening, oh, which I was a huge I, Primus fan at the time too, and it I was it was too. incredible. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. And you know, of course, I can think Candlebox opened some the second the first leg or the second leg of that tour i just remember that there were so many people like what the fuck is this shit when <laughs> les claypool comes out with his six string fretless bass and starts playing my name is mud yeah like what is this crap Ugh. i want to hear tom sawyer which you know, i wanted to hear too but right yeah i mean that was my first kind of prog show nice proper prog show that's a great um, one so that was huge for me that was super huge for me that's awesome excellent you know, I don't think I asked Paul, um, what was your, um, I know we talked about first concerts, but what was your um, pivotal concert, a concert that like meant a lot to you? And I'm guessing it's the Raisins, but I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, I never got the chance to see the Raisins live, oh. so um, I'm still, I'm working through that in therapy. Listen out, listen out, buddy. Um, I would say, let's see. I mean, any Iron Maiden concert is always like the best yeah. thing in the world. Um, let's see. You know what, what comes to mind, which was cool, was um, I think I was, I can't remember a year, but um, at Tiger Stadium, uh, the three tenors came. Oh, wow. So Pavarotti. That's pretty sweet. Jose yeah. Carreras and yeah, Placido Domingo. Like, that was really cool as a, just like as a cultural like city event, like yeah. building a whole stadium with just like these guys who are like the top of their game. And um, that was pretty wild. That was cool to like, to just yeah. be there and, and how electric it was to to hear uh, those guys sing. Uh, so that was really cool. Awesome. And uh, and Jojo, we heard about your first concert, but what was the most pivotal concert for you? It wasn't my first, first metal one. Yeah, first metal. First concert I bought a ticket. Yeah. First right. ticket I bought a concert to, and, and really any time I've ever seen an iteration after was uh, Pink Floyd uh, uh, 87 tour. Yeah. Nice. Um, and, and then anytime I saw them again in 94, I saw Roger Waters do Dark Side with Nick Mason at the oh. Hollywood Bowl, uh, the Wall tour, and even uh, and now Nick Mason doing Saucer Full of Secrets. Yeah, which is doing every mm. Pink Floyd song that you never thought you'd ever hear live. Yeah, so any yeah. everything one pre Dark those, Side. Yeah, any one of those was at that moment the best show I ever saw. The Wall made me cry. When, you know, also as a Zeppelin fan, I never I was too young for Zeppelin, but I saw Page and Plant twice. Oh, and cool! I did too. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome, excellent, amazing shit. Yeah. Biggest show, the best show that I ever was like not expecting, but was a little one at the knitting factory of the Scottalites, which was just a thumping, you know, where the walls were sweating. And I even was dancing on a table. And that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's were like. Throwing dollar bills at you? I'm sorry. Were people throwing dollar bills at you? No, I fell. <laughs> oh. Trying to dance on a damn table. Oh, but it was one of those ones where I went and you're not expecting to have just this huge party, and it's like, wow. And yeah, I, I got swept up on it. So, but the, yeah, those those shows were awesome. were great. Awesome. Um, so, uh, sort of along the the line of concerts, like for the guys in Intransient, where would you really like to go if you could go anywhere uh, and play a show? Um, where would you like to go play that show and what band would you like to have? Um, you know, they could, you could be supporting them or they could be supporting you, but who would you like to have on the bill? And we'll start with, uh, let's go with Nick. Oh boy. On the spot. Yeah. Uh, what, just cause I'm a, uh, Stephen Wilson fanboy, I would say opening for porcupine tree would be the biggest dream come true. Awesome. Is there any place you want to do that? Any, uh, What's the the amphitheater in uh, Greece? Oh, you know what? Uh, dream, <laughs> dream, dream Theater had the uh, the five years in a lifetime DVD from Dream Theater. The part of that was there. You know what I'm talking about, Jeremy? You remember that? Gordon. 
Oh, I can't okay. remember the name of it either. Yeah, anyway, there's a, like an old Greek yeah. amphitheater. The Parthenon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Parthenon. I think, I think yeah. that's called the old Greek amphitheater. It's called the old Greek amphitheater. They can't be the right name. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That would be that would be super cool. It kind of reminds me of Pink Floyd's uh, Live in Pompeii, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Matt, how about you? Scotland opening for Biffy Claro. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. yeah anywhere in scotland I mentioned how much yes. i love biffy clyro yes, yeah i'm going to see so biffy clyro this weekend oh man. birthday present for me awesome awesome any particular place in scotland just anywhere anywhere it could glasgow. be in, in, in st in, andrews any, so we can I play mean, off first barrel in <laughs> yeah. glasgow yeah anyway i mean yeah, it, it's biffy. it's it's biffy they could yeah they, that concert could be in the middle of the wilderness and half a million people would show up it wouldn't matter that would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Doug. Oh, man. Like, I could think of a place. I'm not sure who I would want to have open, though. But I think for me, it, and Jeremy will get a kick out of this. It's got to be the Tokyo Dome in Japan. Yes! <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know who I'd want to have, like, who I'd want to play with. Though. What's that? I mean, it, it, that, would, that would be an obvious choice, being in, in Japan. Um, yeah. Doug would want to open for Trivium and Kill Switch Engage, right? <laughs> Kill Switch actually was a name to pop in my head. Yeah, Kill Switch, I would. Those yeah. guys, those they are very fun. My person, yeah, that's what I'm yeah, sure. they are very good. Oh, yeah, baby, metal. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my lord, yeah. See, I, I like these guys have better ideas. <laughs> I know, for, for I know, fans play with than I do. <laughs> like, yeah. I would have said, unfortunately, like, I would have said Foo Fighters, um, oh, but yeah. unfortunately, obviously, yeah, that, you know, that's that, probably that not gonna happen, happen but, for a while if at all um, yeah yeah that was very sad but yeah. um yeah but yeah tokyo dome for sure though cool uh jeremy how about you so doug kind of got me on the tokyo dome thing <laughs> i i also tokyo dome but it would be x japan i don't know if anybody aside from my bandmates are familiar with them but they're like one of my all-time favorite bands like you know if you've never listened to them before they're like a mixture of thrash metal glam rock Excellent. glam metal uh like super pretty ballads orchestral stuff and all mashed together and um yeah tokyo dome opening for x japan or uh, yeah yeah all right awesome jeremy didn't you go to new york to see them like a few years ago now yeah madison square garden yeah yeah yeah. and i saw them a few years before that in chicago and then they've never they're kind of broken up again but yeah that was a huge thing for me awesome and scott how about you I I don't know where, but I would like to play with Alice in Chains. Any institution of Alice in Chains. Yeah. Yes. I haven't seen them. <laughs> that would be amazing. Which is the weirdest thing, but they're my favorite band. Um, and for some reason, I've just never seen them live. Oh, wow. I don't know what it is. Someday. Someday, Scott. Yeah, yeah they're awesome. Yeah, they're very good live. Yeah. Holy cow. Sage. Yeah. Sage. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this, this is actually this is kind of a uh, recreation of our practice time every yeah, time we come usually... over we practice yep. at, at nick's house and it yeah, always that's like, how like, <laughs> this dog acts like she wants to kill us and then after you know about 10 minutes of us being there she's like oh, yeah and then I starts licking you guys. dog's leg it's yeah. really weird Incessantly yeah she likes looking legs. legs and apparently mine especially <laughs> that's you know, awesome sometime yeah. when I'm wearing yeah. shorts uh, well guys I want to thank you so much for being on Fans with Bands I really appreciate it I've got just one last question you may know it it's the you know super controversial question I ask all the time <laughs> pineapple or no pineapple on pizza <laughs> Jeremy pen, pen pineapple pen. Uh, uh. <laughs> My wife likes it, but I, I don't. I'll eat it. <laughs> yeah, but you're not if gonna it's on it. there because pizza. I mean, you could you could rub it on the balls of a <laughs> sweaty guy that just left the gym that has I don't know like farted in his gym shorts about twenty <laughs> times. I'd still eat it. So I mean, really, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's not saying much for pineapple, but I I know I I think pineapple's an abomination. I think that's I'll eat it job. because I have no standards. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's Papa John's new special pizza, I think. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Papa John sucks. Yeah, so. the yeah. abomination yeah. crotch rot. I feel like as a society, yeah. we've crossed the threshold into like there's barbecue chicken pizza. Like it's awesome. It is it's it is awesome. But like, you know, at this point the rules are gone. <laughs> yeah. like, there are none. Pineapple the free jazz portion of it. If you want pineapple, eat the pineapple. Oh yeah, you can have it, but you would not order it, would you, Scott? Or would you? I've ordered it before. All right. Oh, no worries. Well, barbecue sauce, actually. All right. Uh, one of the onions with uh, ham, pineapple, or bacon, pineapple, chicken, and barbecue sauce. I think. Nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Sweet and tangy. Yeah. It's just bread. Yeah. With, with goodness. Cheese and some kind of sauce on it. So. Like Jeremy said, it doesn't matter. I love pizza. Right. Sweaty crotch. <laughs> right. It's pizza. Yeah. Eat it. Feta. Whatever. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Nick, how about you? I did one time in college, but you know, true <laughs> <laughs> story. Sure, sure. Experimental here in his life. No, I am in place for everything. That's college. Yeah, and it, generally, it's not for me. No. Yeah. Yeah. I would not. I would never go out of my way to ever put pineapple on. No. No. <laughs> uh, Doug. Absolutely not. I want pineapple <laughs> anywhere near my pizza. Man. All right, uh, Matt. I I can take it or leave it. I've never ordered it for myself, but I'll eat it. Um, I have You're had a pizza. I have had a pizza. So. I have had a pizza that had pear and um, goat cheese on it, and that was really good. Or was oh, it really? feta? I, yeah. Hmm. I, I don't know about that, man. You were somewhere fancy. <laughs> yeah. I was somewhere. I was in I was in Portland, Maine. Yeah. And it was on. They had all these weird pizzas, and it was wow. one of the best pizzas I've ever had, actually. Wow. All right. Um, but uh, no, I'm, pineapple's fine. Yeah, I don't care. But, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily order it for yourself. It was no, on there. You're, you'll pizza, eat it. If I'm ordering a pizza myself, I either get a ton of meat or, or I do like, so, or I'll just do like sausage and peppers. Sausage and nice. peppers is like one oh, of the yeah. greatest combinations. Good Ooh, banana pepper. That's yeah. good. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jojo, how about you? Pineapple, no pepper. Personally, pineapple. I just like like a cheese pizza. Like, nice. That's yeah. my thing. Very nice. Yeah. Straight up, platonic ideal. No lovely uh, pizza, I, just for JoJo's. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm okay with pineapple if someone gets it, but uh, yeah. and I the, the whole pear with feta, that's a tart. That's not a pizza. That's a pizza. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, okay, it was still good. <laughs> yeah, that's like I ate a whole bunch of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, cheese pizza for me. Awesome. And Paul, I, I can't remember whether you're a pineapple guy or no. Yeah, you know, um, remember like not too long ago for like 30 seconds when Judas Priest was like, hey, we're going to tour with one guitar. Right. Oh, <laughs> and everybody was like, what the hell are you smoking? No. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think pineapple pineapple pizza is sort of like that. Like you know, there's so many other options. Like, go with the right option. You don't right. want to. Andy's sleep is so good. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. that's a great analogy. I love it. <laughs> uh, would you order Andy's sleep on a? Pizza? I would order Andy's oh, sleep yeah, on a pizza. Yeah, okay, Andy. great. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I would yeah. also over pineapple. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks again for being on Fans with Bands. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah, thank you so much, Chuck. And can't wait to see you guys live. Yeah. 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 Thank thank you, Jojo. Paul, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Look forward to it. April 23rd. Cool. April 23rd at the Love and Touch. Yeah. Yes. Get lovingly touched by three. (laughs) What a great great venue, man. (laughs) Sweaty guys. (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah. (laughs) They may or may not have pizza near somewhere in their nether region. Hey. We might Jeremy just rub it on ourselves and toss it out to the audience and then just watch everybody dissipate. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks to Scott, Doug, Nick, Matt, Jeremy, JoJo, and Paul for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. It was awesome to be able to talk with the guys in Intransient and learn more about their new album called Ghosts in the Halls. If you love the music of Porcupine Tree, you will dig Intransient. Seriously, awesome music. See the show notes for all the details and links. 
These are tough times for everyone in the creative industry, such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams. <laughs>